Welcome to a breakthrough in wellness. LifeWave X39 Patches are proud sponsor today. Imagine tapping into ancient healing through modern technology. The X39 uses light photon therapy, which is a practice that actually dates back 2,000 years to energize your body's naturally natural flow and to produce stem cells. It's not just wellness, it's science actually enhancing your life. These patches empower your own body to produce its own stem cells, which revitalize you from within. Feel the surge of youth and wellness almost immediately. And with your LifeWave X39, your satisfaction is guaranteed. 100% money back, no risks, just pure wellness. So if you sign up as a preferred customer plus, today you'll get get it for $19.95 a month. You'll receive wholesale prices, subscription savings, loyalty rewards, sample products of all the different patches, and your own referral link. So this Christmas, you guys, everybody was sick around me. We were in Portland at my family's, and literally everybody got sick. I had the patches on, and I stayed completely healthy. And it was all thanks to X39. And then when I found out that I could put the patches on children, I put one on seven because she was also really sick. And she had had a fever, but I put the patch on, and she was back to normal, no fever, in just two hours. And me, I'm feeling like I'm 21 years old again. I have so much energy, it's crazy. So if you're ready to join as a provider, you're going to go and you're going to click join and then just select your package. And then you won't, don't forget to add the preferred plus program for all the exclusive benefits I just told you about before for $19.99. And this will be available for the next month. Okay, so you want to visit www.lifewave.com, L-I-F-E-W-A-V-E.com backslash psychic babes, P-S-Y-C-H-I-C, B-A-B-E-S to start your journey to renewed energy and wellness. LifeWave X39, energize your life, guys. You won't regret it. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. We're in the 21st century. Humans that aren't awake survive in a self-made penitentiary. Truth, honesty, integrity, stay away from the polarity. There's only one place to turn to. You can't trust the singularity. I'll be that babe spreading higher consciousness, wisdom, because we ain't no one's test subject, and we ain't no damn victim. Wake up, humanity, before it's too late. If you sit where I'm sitting, we gotta check me. Question everything, fairy rings, aliens, reptilians, arturians, Palladians, dragons, and even our own origins. Psychic babes, we empower humankind. Seek the truth, but don't seek through the mind. This is how we win, go within, stand together. Colors can't divide us, watch our differences unite us. Welcome to another episode of Psychic Biz. I am your host, Kirsten Sandifer. Today, I would like to welcome these two lovely ladies, Cassie and Grayson. Uh, Gracie, Cassie is a writer, content creator, and spiritual advocate. Her great-grandmother was Thelma Terrell, who many know as Tuella. She had many achievements, but her biggest being she was an amazing channeler. She worked alongside what many would refer to as the Ashtar Command. During her lifetime, she wrote over seven books, a newsletter, and even traveled over 10 years uh, leading conferences to share her work. She passed away in 1993, and her story just about got lost with it. However, in 2020, Cassie discovered her books and learned exactly who she was. This began a beautiful journey of discovery, uh, learning, and legacy. She began on social media, where she managed to gain a quite large following, which jumpstarted this movement, and she founded the Ashtar Command Ground Crew as the forefront of this expedition. 
I was lucky, lucky enough to meet these lovely ladies at the Conscious Life Expo who stopped by my booth um, to meet my daughter, Seven. And for those of you who don't know, my daughter is a blue avian hybrid. And the three of them were hanging out the whole time, like having so much fun. I was so <laughs> jealous because I had to work. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I loved her so much. It like all began. We were at the booth and she was like, I want to go on your shoulders. And like from then on, we were hanging out like the whole weekend. It was so much fun. Literally best friends. <laughs> totally. I mean, she she talks to them on the phone now. So it's, su- it's super cute. She's like a mini adult. So, you know, and, but with a kid attitude and these girls are yeah. exactly like that. So um, it was really beautiful meeting you guys. And after I um, we left the conference, I was looking down at the business card and I was like, gosh, dark man, like, why does this sound familiar? And then I was like, oh, my goodness, all of these things clicked in. And then Cassie was uh, kind enough to send me some of her grandmother's books. And I was just like blown away. I mean, this work was clearly like she, you know, she was way ahead of her time in doing this. But it's so amazing that you found this and that you're, you know, living through her legacy now. And um, so let's dive into it. Can you tell me a little bit about your guys' awakening um, before you found the books? So basically how I started getting into everything was I used to like wear crystal necklaces and like I worked at a restaurant and I like started bulk buying them and I would swap them out and my coworkers would be like, oh my gosh, I love them. Like, can I have one? And I was like, oh yeah, totally. So then that started propelling me down to like, what do crystals mean? Because at first I just liked them because they were cool. And then I started a wire wrapping business. Like I wire wrapped this myself. And like, so I started a crystal jewelry business. And then fast forward a couple months, I, my aunt was like, I found some crystals in the basement. They're your grandma's. Do you want them? And I was like, yeah, like, of course I want them. And so like, I made it a whole mission to go home and to get these crystals. And so I get these crystals and they kind of just sit in my car for a few days. Like it just goes by. And then one day I get this urge to go out and to look at them. And in, in this like little box of crystals, I see this piece of paper and it says Ashtar's rainbow water crystal. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, Ashtar, like that, something about that name seems suspicious. But I was also a senior in college at the time studying psychology and criminal justice. That's, but either way, I look that's, it up. I, that's exactly, I majored in those two things too at TCU. Whoa. I love, <laughs> I love that. But um. So basically, I I Google Ashtar and I see extraterrestrial being and I'm like, what? And I like almost shit myself. And like I go home and I tell my roommate, I was like, don't drink the water. I put an alien crystal in it. And she's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I was like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. And so then on this paper, it was dated in like 2004, but it was 2020, mind you. And so it just had a website on it. And I was like, what are the odds this website still exists? So I look it up and I see a whole web page dedicated to my great grandmother. And I was like, oh my goodness, like my family never told me about this. And like, I called my grandma and I was like, who's Ashtar? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I mind you, this is my grandma who like dedicated a majority of her life to traveling and com- and like compiling these books with my great grandmother. So for her to say she didn't know it at first, I thought I was going crazy. I was like, why is nobody like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that night I had found just just so happened to find on the internet for free on this random URL, Project Evacuation, the whole book. And so I sat up that night and I read the whole book in one night. And I was like, my mind was blown away, like resonated. And I was like, wow, like this is here. I'll 
I'll show the book. So this was the <laughs> book I read and the whole night. And this is like our most controversial book. So you can just imagine that I was just about freaking out about it. And so we fast forward, my grandma, she's not really completely there to like update me on everything that's happened. So she was like, find this woman named Debbie Wright. So apparently Debbie was best friends with my grandma and she worked like two years with Tuella before she passed away. Mm-hmm. And she's like, find Debbie Wright. And so I literally had to go on a goose hunt <laughs> all the way in Pennsylvania, Googling some random lady named Debbie Wright, just hoping she has social media or some way I could track her down. And like a whole week goes by. And this is meanwhile, I'm all think- thinking about the aliens, like they're real, they're coming, what's an etheric being? Like, this is the first time I'd ever heard about this stuff. Yeah. And so then I find this Facebook profile with a little alien emoji and I'm like, all right, this has got to be her. So I message her and eventually she messages me back and she's like, I've been waiting for this moment. I was told that like somebody was going to come like that, like you were going to carry this on basically. And so I know it was like, and so right there I'm saying, she's like, yeah, there's millions of ships. All this is real. And I was like, and she's like, Metatron's cube, sacred geometry. So like, I'm literally getting like a sledgehammer of spiritual knowledge on top of me. (laughs) And like, so then afterwards, I would talk to Debbie all the time. And then she's the, she's the reason that, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I was going to show the books, but she's the reason I have all the copies of the books because I came to visit her in Arizona about a year ago. So she like gave me like the Ashtar book. Mm. and like world messages for the coming decade and like the telepathy Mm -hmm. and so I came out to visit her and was like blown away and now I live out here in Arizona so (laughs) we met through TikTok yeah we met through TikTok (laughs) what did Debbie have to say to you I mean like what was some of the most like profound stuff that she said has she met um Ashtar as she so Debbie herself, she was a full trans channeler. So mm-hmm. she would basically like come through and she on her website, there's this link to like Ascension lessons and like she channeled divine beings like Michael and Metatron, but mostly Ashtar and like the commanders like Monka, Hatton, all the other ones everybody talks about. But um, so basically how she started getting into it is Tuella would do channeling and like Debbie, she was always a full trans psychic. Like she would do psychic fairs and astrology readings. Like she's always had that gift to be able to see that. Mm-hmm. And so then she would work with Tuella and she gave a reading to Tuella and Tuella was blown away. That's why Tuella hired her. And so she would work together. But when Tuella passed away, it was kind of like Ashtar and the command was like, all right, time to pass the torch. So my great, so my grandmother gave the the books and everything away to Debbie. So it was basically like this is over for you. And then from that, she um started like a what would you say? How does she meet Janicelle? So they started this th- this website. And they have an a whole email. website called She's Sananda's Eagles it. and like Ashtar's Trinity. And so she started channeling for those years going, but now I would say she's almost in retirement and we're picking, we're picking yeah. up. <laughs> awesome. But, are, you, are you a channeler? Um, yeah, we've, we've mm-hmm. channeled. We yeah. Oh, we've, amazing. We're oh. still working on it though. Like we're I want to, we're learning. I mean, we we've all only are. been doing this you know for what like I mean? two like, years. <laughs> oh yeah. 
we're all learning. I've been doing this for 20 years. I'm still learning. So, you know, the like, especially with the ET stuff, I've been, you know, an intuitive. I had my first intuition, uh, like my first uh, vision of something happening to somebody in my family when I was four. So I thought like I had the scoop on everything. And then when my daughter comes and starts having all these experiences being taken and then tells me, you know, a couple of years ago, she's not human. I was like, wait a minute, this is too much here. Like, hold the phone. Like I, this is, this is a lot. So, you know, we're, we're always still learning, but, um, that's amazing. Um, how did you, um, how did you discover what Ashtar was and how did, have you channeled him yet? So, okay. So that night I did a Google search and I can confidently tell anybody that Google's Ashtar is going to get the worst definition of Ashtar probably possible. It sounds cultish and it's a little, it's a little out there. Um, so how I first found out about the Ashar, it, it was enough to read the book and it resonated. And I was like, yeah, th- this is real. But yet again, I was like, my family was still, you know, like they didn't, they didn't talk about it. So I was like, maybe my great grandmother was crazy. You know what I mean? But so when I got a hold of Debbie, she was like, you know, ask, like, ask if he's real. Cause I, I needed, I needed that little bit of proof there. And I know like, it's not realistic to ask for proof, but I needed it. Um, and so one day I was like, all right, Ashtar, like, this was like a week after I had read the book and I was like, all right, Ashtar, like, if you're here, like, give me a sign. Like I need it. And I was just eating a box of cereal and I asked that. And then the cereal box like moves. And I was like, oh, like, I I was like, I'm, I'm going to need a little bit more than that. That's great. (laughs) But you know how you're always like, I'm going to need, I'm going to need a sign for the sign. I'm I'm going to need three more in consecutive. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> to make sure I didn't ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> and so but then the, the following nights, I'd have dreams and you know how you go on like on board or so in your dream state. But I didn't know that at the time. And I'd have dreams. That I was at like this long table that like a table that never ended, but did end like I could see him there. But like when I went to get up and walk around, it like never ended. But he was this tall, like blonde haired bean. It, it was Ashtar in my dreams. But I didn't piece that together till when I called Debbie afterwards and she was like you like already had the signs that like he's there and then from then on it had been sign after sign like communication with ashtar like i've seen him in dreams and like i've channeled him like i haven't gone so deep into like the trans channeling but like when i go to like write like when i rewrote the backs to these books and stuff like I was divinely told what to say for them and like they guide me in that way but like when it comes to like personal stuff they'll still be like you still have to learn your lessons you know what I mean yeah and I think um I think what's evolving this is just my personal belief but full trance channeling isn't necessary anymore because I believe that we are evolving the earth is mm-hmm. at a state where we don't need to go into full trance to be able to channel the messages clearly if your vibration is high enough. So I, I think that's what's changing. I think it was necessary back in the day, um, you know, but but I, I definitely, you know, I, I I actually see a lot of people who you know, have evolved out of that too. So I think that's really interesting. And for those of you who for those of you who don't really know who the Ashtar command, command is, it's an etheric group of extraterrestrials, angels, and light beings. Um, and millions of starships work as coordinators of the activities um, of the space fleet over the Western Hemisphere. And they operate under the guidance of Sananda, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the Radiant One, the Ascended Master who walked the Earth, incarnated 
um, as Jesus Christ, Ashtar, Confederate of Planets, um, and they are part of the 144,000, which you guys probably heard about, um, lightworkers that came to Earth to help with the Ascension. And um, I really, like, I loved, I loved these books. I haven't read them all, but so much of it resonated with me, too. I was just blown away at, at just the the volume of the things that were say was like, oh my gosh, like this is all happening. This is all real. And um, have you guys been to Mount Shasta? It's it, on the bucket it's list. It's on the bucket list. <laughs> but we've yeah. been to Sedona. Yeah. Well, supposedly they operate one of their main ships, right? Is is mm-hmm. um, in Mount Shasta. So that's on my to-do list too. I haven't been there. Sedona is amazing. Uh, I love Sedona. Um, but um, I'm I'm really excited to go to Mount Shasta, especially after um, we should we should all go there together. That would be fun. I <laughs> would love fun? to go to Mount Road Shasta. Trip. I honestly think if you have you ever heard of George Van Tassel? Yeah, I've been to the Integratron. That's what I I want to go to the Integratron. Well, Tuella actually knew George Van Tassel. She's the first one who he introduced Ashtar to Tuella. When I asked about this, like after we met and everything, that's why I asked you on the phone um, about George Van Tassel, because that's what I was told by my guides, that they knew one another and that she was part of the channeling process to build the Integratron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I love that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's a, it's, it, you know what? I was really bummed out. I must say this, though. The Integratron felt like there was so much spiritual power there, but that it's gone like because it's not being used for the right reasons i i know what you're saying i kind of feel the same way in sedona kind of like if you go to like bell rock and things like that it's almost like they've tainted the goodness and the magic of it but i think a lot of grid i think a lot of grid work needs to be done again to just reactivate the gridding in those places because so many people come there with the wrong intentions oh like what's this you know it's okay to go there with an open mind but not a like we're gonna you know like uh this this doesn't mean anything blah blah and do stuff like that because that's what happened to a lot of places in joshua tree over the pandemic um there were people that went through and destroyed a bunch of trees out there like the land and it corrupted the land so when i was out there for my birthday two years ago um i was so excited to go to integratron and i was like Oh my gosh, like what happened here? And then it wasn't until afterwards I found out what happened with people going in and destroying the land. And if you feel that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah. hopefully we're evolving um out of that now. But um what yeah. what is your what what is your favorite book and what's your favorite, like the biggest message from one of those books that Ashtar Kuman talks about? Ooh. Okay. All right. So, okay, let me let me run you let me run you through it. So, the first book she ever wrote would be like World Messages for the Coming Decade and that like basically self-explanatory World Messages for the Coming Decade. It talked about the floods that are happening in California now and it basically sums up everything that's happening. But then after that one she wrote Ashtar a tribute like a tribute to Ashtar and I'm not biased or anything but I do really like this one it is a tribute to the man himself he even literally says the man the myth the legend in his first chapter. <laughs> well he he's working he's working on humbling himself <laughs> and then we move I think it comes from a place of like joking but many people can like 
Oh, I, one thing their message is really clear yeah, on is it, that we're, we take everything way too seriously. Like, yeah, humans take everything too seriously. Like, they're such jokesters up there. I don't think anybody realizes how much they oh, love to joke really. and prank on everybody. But it, it's totally. hilarious to them. Yeah. The universe but does that to me always, too. When I'm taking myself too seriously, the universe like, I'm going to... They'll humble you real you quick. Chill out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love but, it. So then we go on to Project World Evacuation, and this is like the most controversial book we have, but I also think it's like one of the most necessary ones, because like in the first pages, it talks about how it's like sealed orders for like the light workers, but it also talks about how like it won't resonate with everybody because it's a little out there. And I mean, I would sum this up, but you would take it. Everybody's going to take their own like interpretation on it. My listeners are very evolved, so give it to us. (laughs) (laughs) so basically the evacuation is talking about how like we come to this end of like how we kind of like screwed up on this planet and how like we either get our shit together or we're gonna have to figure out a whole nother plan and basically that book like sums up like the different options that we would have like like because we have built so many wawas and we have destroyed the planet there's all these water drying up i mean the California is going underwater. Venice is going underwater. There's now the Euphrates River. There's now what's going on in Ohio, like a legit biological, ecological disasters are just happening. And I think Mother Mother Earth herself is purging a lot of the negativity, too, with all this activity. But Mm -hmm. she knows how to reset herself, though. And I think if enough people just change their mindset and try to adopt a better attitude mother earth will recover um as long as we 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 change with her you know this one Mm -hmm. yeah so there's that one it goes way deeper than that but that's the tip of the iceberg so and then we'd go into probably cosmic telepathy and this might not be my favorite book but this has been the most helpful book i I've love had. this one i love that book too <laughs> and so this is like the, also the only book that they like have announced that is supposed to be for massly accepted like that people won't you know what i mean be so woo woo out there so it's really going to help people understand how to unlock you know the the more than one fifth of our brains you know and it's like time and like how to contact with our space brothers and sisters because it's one thing to see them but it's so much cooler to talk to them and to talk to everybody else on your team have you guys had contact mm-hmm. i actually yeah, um, run her through. yeah i'll let i'll tell you who i what i kind of what i do so are you familiar with ce5 oh yeah uh-huh yeah, yeah. ce5 all, all the time <laughs> oh yeah so that's I had some um, encounters when I was younger in high school, 16 years old, um, and flash forward to a couple years ago, I started doing CE5. I watched Dr. Stephen Greer's documentaries, and I was like, oh, like this is really interesting, trying to understand my encounters that I had when I was younger, you know, when I was a kid. And the CE5 was that bridge for me of like oh, I I understand that there's so much more that exists beyond what I was originally told and what I originally thought, but it doesn't have to be scary. And oh my gosh, it's beautiful. And so then I became like obsessed with, um, not obsessed, but like helping show other people the magic and the beauty of it rather than the fear base, the fear mongering that I kind of grew up with, you know, whether that was Hollywood or movies. 
But yeah, so I, I did CE5 in the past, had some awesome experiences, and now I'm, I've joined Cassie to, to help spread the messages. <laughs> awesome. Have you guys had like a 3D, what's your, what's your most profound experience? Have you guys shared one together yet? A contact experience? Yes. Oh, yeah. You tell yes. yours first. Well, I was going to say, she's had contact from, like, the grays. Like, mm-hmm. she's physically, like, seen them. We can get into her story then. But, like, me, I've only ever, like, really, like, seen the beans, like, in my dreams. And I've seen ships in the 3D. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen them, like, just sitting there like the beans. I've never had that type of experience. She's had more experiences like that. But there was, like, so back in November... We did like a conference. We hosted a CE5 event, like as the Ashtar Command in Sedona mm-hmm. at this retreat on what was it, the eclipse? The lunar eclipse, the on, blood moon. On the lunar oh. eclipse. We were like, let's do wow. let's do a <laughs> CE5. Wow. And it was crazy. <laughs> they they definitely nuts. they showed up, like the whole ground was rumbling. 30 people. 30 people. That was well, we so technically it was split into two parts because we had to do the first CE5 with like the retreat people you know and then we woke back up for the blood moon because it's kind of hard to do with people that are not fully open to totally because the they get scared definitely change it but we saw yep. so many like really quick fly by and then yeah we went and we took a nap for a little bit we probably popped on board for a second and then we came back <laughs> and we we're like all right let's go show the people now but oh the ground vibrating yeah the ground vibrated yeah. it was so there was at this point there was just like five or six of us sitting together um at like 4 a.m. as the lunar eclipse is happening in Sedona. Wow. And all of a sudden it's like at first we're all like, do you guys do you guys feel that? Do you guys feel that? And then the ground starts shaking. Like I like I'd never experienced, I didn't even know the ground would shake like that when I like when something would be landing. And it was at first, we were like, oh, man, just be in our heads. And then the next day, we ran into this camper, and she was like, yeah, I don't know if there was an earthquake or something. <laughs> we were like, oh, so you felt that, too? And she was like, yeah. And then we told her what, that we were doing a CE5, and she was like, I know what that is. She was like, so that was contact with ETs. And uh, we were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but there's... There's been like other times when we were at the retreat, we like, we were down by the water and there was like 10 of us. We were all like doing a meditation. We were all doing our own thing. Some people were doing like Tai Chi. Some people were doing breath work. Some people were just standing in the water. It was like this whole thing. We're all doing our own thing. Mm -hmm. And then that night is when we had our CE5, but we left to go to the tent to practice what we were going to say for our CE5. And I was sitting there and it was me, Grace and Oscar, Oscar, the, our our people would know who Oscar is. It's this giant crystal that Chuella used to channel. And hold on. I was gonna say it's it time to shine. He's yeah. here at the he's he's currently feet. <laughs> if I can Okay. But so this is Oscar, guys. For those <laughs> Wow. Oh my yeah. gosh. So he's actually propped up on this stand because he fell. Tuella dropped him when she was like getting attacked or like something like that. She dropped him and he protected her. But uh, now he's just our big boy channeling Crystal who rides with us. Wow. <laughs> he just really, my car's just chugging along. So. <laughs> yeah, he gives us a little extra horsepower. So we love it. <laughs> is that is that clear quartz? What is that? I yeah, I think he's a rainbow quartz. Yeah, oh, quartz okay. rainbow. 
Yeah, that's a beautiful stone. Wow, you can feel the power off of it just looking at it. Oh yeah, so he so we accidentally formed a triangle between us, and like so, in one of Twelve's books, she had like this um, affirmation. You said it was like, "I as the daughter of the New Age now upon Earth, like I call in like the masters, like the like all these different beings." And the last line I said was, "And I call in the Ashtar command." And literally, right when I said that, it was like this giant boom everywhere, and um, it was like this bubble had formed around us. And for the, I guess what I'm describing is from what my, my human brain was perceiving as energy, because it was like this bubble of energy formed around us and then went, and it was like waves of energy just went out and Cassie and I were like, what? And then we were like, zoom, like back in this moment. And we like looked at each other. No, we we even like had to grab each other's arms. We were like, like, what happened? Oh, it oh, wow. time slipped you. It put you through a time slip so that it could cut, so that they could come through. It's the safer way for them to come through. Well, see, when, wow. when that it happened, so cool. people all the way down by the water where we had just been, where we had just been, were like the Ashford Command was just here. Did you see them? Blah, they blah, saw blah. the tip above their heads in it. They saw something open up, and they had no clue what we were doing. So, on opposite ends, we came together and both said we had contact with the Ashford Command at the same time. At the but same the boom, time, the boom that happened, so that bubble that formed around us, right? Mm-hmm. It when when I'm talking, like it made that, whoop, and the energy went outwards. It was like there was an explosion. Like, that's what it sounded like. Like, something exploded. And everybody in the campground heard it. Everybody at the river heard it. And then that night, we also found out that people in San Diego heard a random loud boom. People across the world heard this random loud boom. Oh, my God. At the same exact time that we did this CE5 event, I guess. you. Yeah, it was nuts. So I know what you're. T- I know what you're talking about. That with that womb, womb, because I've experienced that whenever um, Seven was there was beings in her room, and I like right before I walked across the threshold, I felt that like womb, womb, and then the moment I walked across the threshold, it went shh, and it was like all gone. It sucked into the walls, and I was just like, I had to, you know, I had to like take a moment too, like what in the hell just happened. Because it's very, the energy is like, it almost feels like your hair is standing on the ends. You know, it's so powerful and it's just all encompassing, you know, yeah. feels like static electricity times like, you know, a million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. at first I like couldn't find the words for it. I was like, how do you even describe, how do you even describe that to somebody <laughs> without sounding insane? Like. Well, wow. have you guys tried that again? That same like invocation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've so we see them like we'll see them. We'll just be driving the car and we'll see like little bloops like fly yeah. by real quick. They'll and materialize we... and then dematerialize. It's they'll yeah. pop in and out. But wow, because but... I live by the airport, like I don't get because we're right by the airport, so we don't get a lot of visitations since we moved over here. I'm like, uh, we're gonna have to, <laughs> we're gonna have to move somewhere else because it, <laughs> I miss them for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when are you it's guys? Do, when are you, do you guys do these CE five um, retreats often? So we that was the first one we actually ever did. We wanted to start doing it, but we needed to find enough people that are going to be interested in doing our CE5s. But we want to host an event doing some. I feel like we do them a little differently. Um, 
because we do add that little Ashtar command twist to it because like Stephen Greer he does like his whole like thing but like Pusha ceremony like, and stuff yeah mm-hmm. but we're also like yes we like do those things but we're also like you're the command you have your galactic family they're always there they want to talk to you as much as you want to talk to them like we don't think it's as much of a deep process as like having to to tell them exactly where you are because like they already know where you are mm-hmm. and we kind of do the process a little differently. That's awesome. Have you guys been to Dragoon, Arizona? No. Wait, no. we passed a Dragoon. I literally saw dr- it's like D it's like Dragoon at two O's, right? Yes. There is a, there there is a Stargate. There is a Stargate on that property. Um, I've been to it. If you stop by there, I know the woman very well. Her name's Linda. Um, we're we're going to be doing ceremony, I think, in May there. Um, but we're going to do CE5 as well. But I've seen there is a Stargate, a literal portal um, to another dimension on that property. Uh, it used to be owned by the Rockefellers, so it's quite interesting. Um, but you guys should definitely check that out because okay. you'll... Oh, yeah. You'll most definitely have an experience with who you are and what you're doing. Yeah, it's really Well, what's crazy is I'm going to tell you our Joshua Tree story because this actually just happened to us. Because if you want to talk about supernatural experience. Mm-hmm. So we were just in California for the expo. And we were hanging out in California for a little bit. And then we went to San Diego for a little bit. And then we were like, all right, like we, we should go back to Arizona. We should go back. Like we just felt cold. But the whole time we were like, oh, maybe we should just stay a night in Joshua Tree, like just mm-hmm. just for fun. Like so many people have contact experiences in Joshua yeah. Tree. Demi Lovato would contact Joshua Tree. We could try. <laughs> and that was our exact thought process. And so we just didn't do it because we couldn't find like a free campsite. And I was like, I'm not going to pay to freeze and sleep in the car. Like, yeah. But then we're driving and we went second we hit the Joshua Tree exit all her t- car lights came on they start flickering her like, car lights flickered lights. like the warning lights the engine light came on the oil light the the all of them all of them i'm <laughs> telling you guys the land there that's why i was saying don't go there like the the land there's something still off with it i had oh. when we went there my ex-boyfriend and i on my birthday like i said i, I wanted to see the integratron the very we both caught covid there both caught COVID there, never had it before this. This was two years ago. Um, we went out to Great Giant Rock, which was like a place where people had so, like there was contact experiences happening all the time. And I had this feeling of impending doom. I never did this. I'm like, we got to go. We got to go. And my boyfriend's like, what the hell's going on? And I just got in the car and there was a car following us for a while. Like there's some, th- there's some very weird energy. So I feel like this is, yeah. That was probably telling you. Don't yeah, go. they literally like strange. broke the car down for a night and we had to like stay at like a gas station because we were in the middle of nowhere. There are no hotels near Joshua Tree, in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> and um, then the next day, the car just works perfectly fine. Nothing's wrong. Did you guys end up going? Uh, no, no. <laughs> so we the car like the car just didn't work. Like we were just stuck at this gas station, but we were five minutes from the entrance. And so we were just stuck there for the night. And then the next day, the car worked like a charm. And we drove three hours back to Arizona and hasn't given us a problem since. (laughs) And we were like, we were punked by the aliens. (laughs) (laughs) No, I definitely. I'm telling you. I'm an intuitive. So I feel like that was a protection thing. Uh, There's something going on there. I'm not quite sure. Um, When I tapped into it before, the answer I got was it can be healed. 
but it has to be like a group effort done on the on certain spots in the land um, that it's not that it's corrupted. It's just that there is kind of a negative agenda hanging over there now because of the fact that um, these things, these separate things happen, you know, to destroy the land. There's kind of like it's a hotbed now for the wrong kind of activity. So I presume that Ashtar didn't and the rest of the command was like, no, no, we're no, we're not opening you up to this. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you guys think about what's going on um, like in the world right now? Do you think this is um, obviously the UFOs are I'm sure we probably agree that they're not real. But what do you think? Do you think this is Project Bluebeam? What do you guys think? Well, so it's funny that when we were in Los Angeles for the expo, when and we were staying at our friend's house, we were on their balcony and in the sky, in this cloud, these like colors just start flashing. It was so weird. Like I had never seen yeah. anything like that before in my life. Like I even posted a video about it. It's like you almost see like a UFO there, but obviously it we looked knew like it. UFOs. It wasn't interdimensional mm-hmm. technology, but mm-hmm. it looked like UFOs in the sky. But I, when I was watching it, I was like, even if this, if this was Project Bluebeam, I'm not. This isn't fear based. Like I'm not afraid watching this. I'm. I'm more like in awe. I'm trying to mm-hmm. understand it, comprehend it, trying to put the pieces together, but I'm not afraid. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, wow, it's it's beautiful. It's like flashing the colors of the rainbow. I'm like, yeah, but I feel like the way the government's spinning it now is like having to shoot them down. It's making them seem like a different. threat. Yeah, that was yeah, a different it, experience, though. I feel like it's funny because yeah, most people are like, no, nah, I'm not buying that. Like, what? <laughs> There's so many people that are like, that doesn't sound correct. You know? Yeah, I know. There was that that meme going around. It was like conspiracy theorists, UFOs are real. Twenty twenty three, when the UFO show up, these aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're not aliens. These aren't the real ones, guys. Oh, uh, we're one step closer, and I love that for us. We're yeah. getting there. Well, I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I think disclosure has already happened for those of us who. It's like I don't think our government's ever going to be like, "Hey, guys, hold on." Here they've we've been around since you know X Y Z. We've known about it, and they're, I don't think they're ever going to do that because they would have to admit number one they've lied to us for who knows how long. Two that they have suppressed technology that they've kept from us. They're not going to do that, you know, um, because then the drug companies don't make any money, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Plus they would also have to publicize the. Um, the war technology things that they reverse engineered and turned into weapons and they're not going to let you know the other countries know about that so i don't feel like the government's ever going to fully be honest about it but i feel like and this is just my personal opinion the government's on the way out i feel like the people are i mean this is going to take a while for this to happen and i don't even know what it's going to look like but i feel like people are starting to get it. they're like eh, you guys aren't doing it so we got to figure something else out. So I don't know. I feel like maybe there's a different uh, a different mechanism coming in. What do you guys think? I think there's definitely a different part into it. I also think that maybe they weren't ready to disclose the UFOs. I definitely don't think that they will ever come out and be like, yeah, we, we lied to you guys. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry about that one. Like, I really don't think they'd ever do that because then they'd be everybody would be like, then what else did you lie to us about? And it would cause like a whole like crumbling. Yeah. Um, and society would probably turn into anarchy. 
mm-hmm. if that happens. So I think that they would avoid that. But I also find it really suspicious timing to bring this out. Like, what are they what are they distracting us from? I think it's either the FDIC collapsing, which is a very real thing that you can't nobody's talking about. But this was something that um, I, you know, I I got from my guides uh, a couple months ago. And so I looked into it and there's like you can find little things about it now. Uh, Also, the depopulation agenda, which I don't know if you guys saw my video on the fact that that vinyl chloride or whatever is one of the analogs of fentanyl, like they're you know that's it. essentially they're trying to because they know people are hooked on fentanyl so they're like well let's just kill them even faster i'm not sure exactly but the fdic that the fentanyl thing and um the jeffrey epstein those would be my guesses yeah but i'm sure there's something else that that we're missing there's usually like 15 different things that the government yeah, i was gonna say that those are just the tips of the iceberg yeah. it always like networks down to something else but lots of layers in this one, I think. Because I did see something that like the UN or something like passed or like changed their laws on the vinyl chloride like 11 days before the incident or something like that. So it's just like, come on, guys, like very suspicious. Yeah. And this stuff, when it gets in the groundwater, it's like we're talking about this is going to be in our children's, 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 children's lives. This takes like 3000 years for it to break down. This is really dangerous, dangerous, dangerous stuff. So it's not just the people of Ohio that are being affected by it. It's really everybody. It's in the air now because they tried to do this burn off thing, which was completely just, I don't know. This is a whole thing. But, you know, I I don't I don't know what this part of the agenda is, but um, I do think, you know, it it does fit in line with um, trying to get rid of, you know, depopulation. Because they think there's too many, I think there's too many people here. Yeah. Uh, but on a, on a better note, <laughs> uh, more positive. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, you know, I I'm I'm a big advocate of of always looking at the bright side of things, but we do have to we do have to pay attention to what is happening and and acknowledge it. We don't have to play into it, um, mm-hmm. but but we for sure have to do that. But. On a positive note, what do you guys have? You guys gotten any um, information from Astra Command on what's um, like the state of the world, or and what do you guys think is happening? So, f- from what I've kind of gathered, is that we've reached this point where we can learn together, and we can, and there's power in the people, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I think. Uh, what's really happening right now and you see that in just iran and france and people starting to realize that they deserve better um and they're willing to go out there and not fight for but work towards a better future and take kind of the the situation that we're living in and trying our best to make it something better because i think that we can do that you know absolutely um, I think that there is power in numbers and the power's always been with the people. We were just taught to not remember that. Mm-hmm. So We've forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say mostly in times like this, like from the advice from the command, like, yes, there's obviously always things that we could be doing and things like that. But even on our website, we used to say, like, even Ashtar would say, like, all you really need to do is just remember who you are and why you're here. 
You know, like we also did sign up to be part human. Yes, we are here to save it. But I feel like a lot of people forget the part of being human as well as integrating that galactic part into yourself. And yes, we're here to make it make this place a better place. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I haven't really gotten guidance as to what exactly is going to be happening for the upcoming earth changes. That's why I say like the read the book and like take your own interpretations off of what's coming but um yeah i ultimately believe it's for our highest and greatest good and i think i'm not concerned i'm actually really excited for the things happening because i think we're at a precipice that we've never been at in the history of humanity ever um where we are all raising our vibration enough at the same time where major earth changes are already happening and it's just going to continue to happen. So, I mean, you guys probably notice this manifestations like almost instantaneous now. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty quick. So, and I know that was one of the big things I was told to, to pay attention for when the shift is happening. So, although I don't think we're going to wake up in a different spot and everything's going to be totally different, but I do think as a collective, everything is shifting towards a more beautiful world. Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I ask all of my guests it, but um, I would love to know what is you, if you have like one sentence, what is your hope for humanity? And I would like both of you to answer. My hope for humanity is that we can remember who we are. Um, I think I also throw out the word healing. I don't use the word healing because healing, it would imply something's broken. I use the word remembering. So I always stress that you remember who who you are and why you're here. And a big question uh, people always ask is, who are you? Um, And that is such an open-ended question. (laughs) And I think you can figure out that question. And it's going to be a different interpretation for everybody. But if you can remember who you are, um, it makes living just a little bit better. I I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know how to wrap that up. I think it just, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was great. My hope for humanity is that I see humanity coming together. I have a lot of hope for humanity. I think we can be something truly great when we remember that, remember to evolve with with love, compassion, truth, with light. Um, And I think we can do that. We will do that. And I'm going to do what I can to help make that happen, I guess. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, thank you guys for all of the work that you do do. And I like am looking you. forward to seeing you guys again. Um, for sure, road trip. I think we should go to Mount Shasta soon. So a hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Maybe we'll, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll definitely do a road trip to come see you in seven. And- for sure. We'd love to do this again, too. (laughs) Yes, this was fun. It was great having you guys on. And I know there will be updates as things evolve. So this will be interesting. But thank you guys again so much. Yeah, Yeah, thank thank you. you. It's been a pleasure.